Okay, and we're off. Oh, I didn't even get to sit down yet. Yeah, we got a lot of news to talk about. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast from P-Town. I am your co-host. I need to have a name. The hostess with the mostest. There you go. No, that's you. You're the hostess. Oh, no, sorry. Host. Yeah. Anyhow, welcome to If it was a male hostess, he'd be a Twinkie. This is true. Actually, he'd be a Ding Dong. (laughs) If it was a male hostess, he'd like Ding Dongs. No. Okay. Anyhow, this is going south. Um, So we didn't have to build an ark. I thought we were going to have to. Thought we were gonna need a canoe to get home last night. I know it was it was raining buckets and buckets and buckets and buckets, but God has been very faithful and answered our prayers for the reservoirs to be filled. Luckily, I had an oar in the car with me. Wow! You should see the look on his face right now. He's pretty proud of himself on that one. The WH is silent. Oh wow! <sighs> Anyhow, mm-hmm. let's just move along. Yes. Let's move along. Yes. Um, the news correspondent approves of bringing back the bell, by the way. It says right here in the notes. Of course they do. And uh, all of a sudden the ADHD kicks in because the dog's back. Great. Oh. And the dog's gone. I would shut that door and I'm close it to. so the dog can't push it wide open. There. Good grief. What a angled web of lives we lead okay so anheuser-busch walks it back so anheuser-busch is speaking directly to customers and distributors stating all the chaos stemming from its partnerships with transgender influencer dylan mulvaney is a product of one single can the brewery shared a message with wholesalers addressing the backlash ravaging the brand and nosediving sales, according to a report, this one single can given to one social media influencer. It was not made for production or sale to the general public. This can is not a formal campaign or advertisement. In reality, the Bud Light can posted by a social media influencer that sparked all the conversation was provided by an outside agency without Anheuser-Busch management being awareness of the pr- or approval. Since the time... The lack of oversight and control over marketing decisions has been addressed, and a new VP of Bud Light Marketing has been announced. Former Anheuser-Busch Chief Creative Officer Robert Latchkey left the company in 2009, and he has publicly criticized Bud Light's partnership with Mulvaney. The report noted, The minute you step into the political or religious spectrum when you know your target audience is going to have a real issue with this, you know you've alienated at least half of your target audience. None of these marketing folks have ever been to a NASCAR race. None has been to a football game or a rodeo. That's insanity. That's marketing and competence. You know what I find funny? Huh. Is Anheuser-Busch is they've come out with all these different excuses. Now they're saying that they had nothing to do with it whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Right? So. Um, well, I. I think they're just making up lies now. I do too. And it's sad. I mean, if... To cover their assets. Right. Boy, you're on a roll tonight. Um, even gay bars in Chicago are boycotting, boycotting Bud Light. According to reports, at least five Chicago gay bars announced that they will no longer sell Anheuser-Busch products because of the way the company has responded to backlash. Bud Light should have stuck by Mulvaney instead of distancing itself from the transgender influencer. They should have never went there in the first place. They should have never went there in the first place, but it's kind of funny because people are boycotting it because 
they brought the transgender mm-hmm. influencer out, and now the gays are boycotting back because they went back on it. Uh-huh. Can't make everybody happy. Nope. Go woke, go broke. The controversy mm-hmm. originates from a TikTok video shared by Mulvaney, in uh, which she showcases the cosmetics line while commemorating her first full year of publicly identifying as a woman. Getting glam for my day 365 show with Maybelline. Do you use Maybelline? No. Partner. Uh, Mulvaney captioned the video, calls to boycott Maybelline Grow in an effort to push back against woke companies. A conservative-leaning nonprofit group, Consumers Research, has launched a tech system that will warn consumers about products considered to be too woke. Bud Light's partnership with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney called for a mass boycott of the beer, including that from popular Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. In an interview, he called on consumers to hold companies accountable and hit them where it hurts most, the bottom line. Hmm. I wonder how many times Mulvaney's been hitting the bottom line. Stop. Dozens of school districts embrace equitable grading, setting students oh, up for failure shit. or setting up students for failure. It is through the mundane work of learning that children learn self-discipline, and more importantly, the lesson that success is not given but earned. Small wonder then that educators are now doing away with these tools. Self-discipline is just another form of white supremacy, according to the left, as is the idea that people must actually work for what they want. Thus, testing, grades, and any other form of academic rigor are being discarded as outdated systems, symptoms of systemic, systemic racism. Under this new model, homework is assigned but not emphasized, and tests come with multiple retake opportunities. They have that, that anyway. If they're given at all. And behavior, including attendance, is no longer a factor in a student's final grade because it has nothing, nothing to do with whether they can write a competent argumentative essay, according to Tanya Cooney. Okay, so that goes against everything that was said at the school board meeting last night when they said attendance is extremely important and we need to get the kids back in there. Yeah. Huh. Where was that article out of? What state? I I don't know. Oh, You'd have to ask the news correspondent. News correspondent. What state was that? Um, Oregon Republicans walk out, reaches sixth day as lack of quorum forces Senate to again adjourn. Senate Minority Leader Tim Knopp insists that the walkout is not prompted by opposition to controversial legislation on gun restrictions, abortions right, and gender-affirming care for kids, but instead by the behavior of Senate President Rob Wagner from Lake Oswego. And a 1979 law requiring bill summaries be written in a manner that is easily understandable by most adults. HB 2002 would expand protections for abortion and gender-affirming care, while HB 2005 would raise age limits on purchasing and possessing certain guns, prohibit unserialized ghost guns, and allow local governments to prohibit concealed weapons in government buildings and property. It has also delayed debate and votes on Senate Joint Resolution 33, which would enshrine access to abortion, gender-affirming care, and marriage between same-sex individuals in the state constitution. Their legislative properties Democrats are unwilling to budge on, Majority Leader Kate Lieber of Beaverton said. So on those, on that HB 2002, they want to push through this law that allows no parents to have the know-how of if their kid, their student, is going to go into transition. Well, um, the best part about it is is we get to pay for that. And the, the taxpayers, taxpayers will pay for that. And if you think I'm making this crap up, look it up yourself. Because it basically, you still have to have a permission slip to go on the the. Um, field trip to the zoo or wherever but you don't have to have a parental permission slip in order to go in and get an abortion 
or to get gender affirmation from these people and they're they're saying it can go down to as young as 10 years old i don't know why people don't just come to me for their gender affirmation you're a girl you're a boy you're a girl you're a boy Mm. i'd affirm them all day long i know but anyhow uh yeah so we need to be uh, they're basically taking away all your parental rights and because they can do this without parental consent which just Anywho. Quick and new. The Biden administration has proposed changes to Title IX, <sighs> making it a violation to ban transgender athletes from sporting competitions of their identified gender. The new regulation is currently in its 30-day public comment period. The Supreme Court could hand down a decision any day now in National Association for Gun Rights versus Naperville, a case that could legalize assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in all 50 states. On Tuesday, Don, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill banning Chinese nationals from buying land in Florida. He hopes the bill will go forward, counteracting the malign influence of the Chinese Communist Party in Florida, according Mm. to a recent press release. And three-time Olympic U.S. cyclist is urging athletes affiliated with her sport to protest transgender policies and take a stand for biological women after transgender cyclists finished in the first place in the women's category in the Tour of the Gila. Gila. Uh, Yeah. I mean, he walloped him. Yeah. Isn't that what happens when a male gets into a female sport? Yeah. For crap's sake, people, come on. If you're a transgender, if you're a man transgendering into a woman, and you're wanting to go against other women, that's just, it's ridiculous. Have your own category, transgenderism, transgender category, right? Then y'all are competing against men anyways, you dingleberries. You know what would be amazing? Oy. If men somehow could have babies, how easy they'd make it look. Yeah, good because they've freaking luck. Outdone the women and everything else. Yeah, not going to happen. Uh, useless facts. No, oh. this is pretty useless. This is one I've seen. You cannot lick your own elbow. And whale farts are funny. Says the news correspondent. Looking ahead at deaths. And probably your truck driver friend. Larry Mahan, who is seventy-nine. American Hall of Fame rodeo cowboy. He died. Uh, died. Samuel Durrance was an American astronaut. He was 79. He died of complications from a fall. Lance Banks was uh, 56, an American basketball player and uh, general manager of the Phoenix Suns, died. And Cotter Adnan, 45, he was a Palestinian Islamic militant, died from a hunger strike. Now that's devotion to your cause. If you can die from a hunger strike... I can't hardly go eight hours without eating. Unless, of course, I've got pancreatitis or diverticuli. When I have pancreatitis, I went for like three days without eating. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty much the news you can use. So, no. I- I'm going to ask you a question. How many states have you been to? Ooh, not very many. Um, Idaho, Washington, California, Montana, Wyoming... You've been to Texas? Texas. Six? Oh, you've been to Arizona? I have. Yeah, I remember when we went to Hoover Dam, we walked across the line into Arizona to say that we'd been there. Oh, yeah, seven. Yeah. Not very many. Well, the subject of our song, they've been to a lot more states than that, or the subject of our podcast, because it's about the song, I've Been Everywhere. Why? Because. Why? Why what? Why this one? Because 
my cousin messaged me and said, hey, you should do something on this. And I thought, that's cool, because I was kind of thinking about doing that. And so now Which that cousin? I'm, my cousin that's a paramedic. Oh. Or uh I got you. Deputy chief of a fire department. Um, so I was already thinking about doing it, but since I had somebody asking me to do it, I thought that'll be pretty cool. So we're gonna start it off this week and we'll see how it goes. People can message in if they like it, if they don't like it, whatever. Because um, this is gonna have to be in sections. Well, so that's the deal. Multiple. Like this first one, I've got the first four uh, places listed out. Okay. And so we'll test it out, see if people like the format or whatnot, and then we can adjust and move forward from there. Because this is an audience-driven podcast. Yes. Yes, it is. So, um, first of all, starting off about with the song, it was originally sung by a guy named Jeff Mack, who was from Australia. I'm not sure why an Australian was writing songs about everything in America. But uh, it became more popular when Johnny Cash sang it, or my favorite version is the Hank Snow version. Um, And like I said, it was actually one of the ideas of what I was going to do with the podcast. But if any of you are unfamiliar with the song, um, it talks about a ton of different places that the singer has evidently been to, or the person in the, the character in the song has been to. So... Again, kind of like what we did with the last song. We're not going to deep dive into anything. We're just going to kind of overview it. it. Something the place is known about. uh, Some notable people from there. And then uh, some of the places, as I found out doing a little bit of research, there's not a whole lot of information about some of them because some of them are actually pretty small towns. I know. So we're going to start off at the beginning with Reno. Reno is pretty big. Well, you'll find out. It's known as the biggest little city in the world. But it's not that little anymore. As of 2021, the population was 268,851 people. Wow. So it's actually pretty good size now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this place is another product of the gold rush days. Gold was found in the area around 1850. And then the Comstock load came around 1859. Uh, there were constantly travelers or miners going between here and California. And then in 1863, the railroad came through which brought even more people into the area. And the town was originally called Lakes Crossing after the guy who built a bridge across the Truckee River in 1859. But then once the railway was established, the town uh, became official on May 9th of 1868. And then the town went on uh, and it started going up in 1931 when Nevada Nevada legalized gambling. Uh, So that was kind of a boon for pretty much all of the state. But Reno would become the gambling capital of the U.S. all the way up until the 1960s. Um, there are a lot of other events that take place there. They have Hot August Nights. Yep. Uh, they got the Reno Balloon Races. They got the Reno Air Races. Oh. A bunch of other events that they have, especially because they got such nice weather there a lot of times. Uh, there aren't as many notable people here as I thought there was going to be. Um, there are quite a few names on the list, but not a whole lot of them that I really recognize, so... When we go through the notable names, we're just kind of going off of people I've heard of, pretty much. Um, there's Luke Babbitt, who used to play for the Blazers. Uh, Chris Carr, who was a wide receiver in the NFL. Um, there's Kimberly Conrad, who was a Playboy Playmate. Colin Kaepernick uh, was from Reno. Oh, that explains it. They probably wanted him stricken from the list. Yeah. Uh, Kim Ken Shamrock, who was nice. a professional wrestler, and he also did MMA, was from there. Marianne from Gilligan's Island was from Reno. Her real name was actually Don Wells. 
And that's about all the ones that I immediately recognized. So, moving right along to a much larger city, and the second one in the song, we go to Chicago. Mm -hmm. Chicago. This place was incorporated into a city in 1837, and uh, most of the land that Chicago settled on, like most of the U.S. uh, land, was originally inhabited by an Indian tribe. And like most Indian tribes, they were forcibly removed. Um, Instead of growing by the gold rush, this place started growing by manufacturing, trade, and retail. And there were immigrants flocking to this place like buzzards to a gut pile. Um, And, uh, you know, being on the shores of the the Great Lakes and that type of thing, you know, there were ports there where they could ship stuff across and everything. So uh, manufacturing and trade and stuff like that was a pretty big deal. The population, as of 2021, the population was 2.697 million. Um, it makes it the third largest city by population in the U.S. The other two are Los Angeles and New York. Hmm. Um, as early as 1880, though, there was over, over 500,000 people. Um, O'Hare Airport, which is here, is ranked as one of the six top busiest airports in the world. Wow. Uh, some notable things about the city is uh, that obviously there was the Great Chicago Fire of 1871, which we, we kind of hit on last week, yep. and then the World's Fair of 1893, we hit on that. Uh, which came about after the city had rebuilt from the fire. Then, rolling into the 1900s, there was all the mob activity that everyone knows about. Uh, Chicago's home to the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Bears, the Chicago Cubs, and the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the Chicago what? Chicago Blackhawks, which... Full disclosure, I kind of had to look that up because I didn't know. Hockey. I don't know much about hockey. Yeah, they're the NHL team from there. Ha! Even I knew that. Uh, during World War II, from 1939 to 1945, Chicago produced more steel every year than the UK did. So not only did we have to win the war for them, but we also had to produce stuff to win the war. But nowadays, Chicago's kind of like a dumpster fire. Uh, they have tougher gun laws than almost any other place in the country, but they also have large amounts of gun violence, which is oh. kind of odd. Their gun violence rate is six times higher than L.A. and three times higher than New York. Oh, my gosh. Um, So that being said, let's take a look at some notable people who made it out without getting shot. And there's quite a few. Uh, Starting off at the top of the trash heap. um, (laughs) Don't be ashamed if you don't know about this guy because I just recently heard about him. But his name's Saul Elinsky. Uh, And I just heard about this guy like literally like the day before I started researching this. Uh, he's a guy, um, he was a big radical guy, and, um, you kind of see, he wrote a book called Rules for Radicals, Mm. and Snopes says that this is partly false, but it's kind of partly true, partly false, but, uh, it was said that he dedicated his book to Lucifer, because he was the first radical on Earth, which is kind of interesting. Uh... Huh. Something else about this is that Hillary Clinton wrote her thesis on this book, of her she doctorate did. thesis on the book. But She's then, when she became the first lady, they pulled her thesis back, and now you can hardly find it. Um, kind of funny how things like that work. Right. They uh, kind of like all the people she's killed. They uh, what did they call her? Hillary was like Saul Alinsky's little sister or something, the because they'd spent so much time together. Really? Yeah. Kind of interesting. Creepy. Uh, but uh, some of the other famous people from Chicago, Robin Williams is oh, from yeah. here. Aww. Oprah. Uof. Uh, Hillary Clinton. John Cusack. Jenny McCarthy. Wow, wow. Kanye West. 
Michelle Obama, Hugh Hefner, Walt Disney, um, and then one person that wasn't from Chicago but really put uh, a name to the city was the greatest basketball player ever, um, Michael Jordan. And he was originally from North Carolina, I think, but he obviously was in Chicago a lot when he was playing for the Bulls. And what's kind of funny about that is he got this drafted the same year that Sam Bowie did. Okay. The Blazers took Sam Bowie. Oh. The Bulls took Jordan. I think Sam Bowie, um, he didn't do that great. Mm -mm. So this was kind of a 60,000-mile overview of Chicago. So, uh, like I say, it's another one of those places you could go and do a whole podcast alone on it. Right. So now we're going to move a bit west, and that lands us in Fargo. Fargo. North Dakota. Uh, so this was another place that was so graciously handed over to us by the natives. This time it was the Sioux Indians that lost their homes. Uh, this place had a pretty bustling economy from early on. It was a popular place for boats that were going up and down the Red River in the early days as a trade route, probably for the oh. Indians. Uh, then the railroad again started coming through there, um, which was obviously another boost to the area. It was originally known as Centralia, but its name got changed to Fargo after the founder of the Wells Fargo Express Company. Oh. Um, another interesting thing about this, uh, remember how we talked about the 1893 World's Fair and how it got placed in Chicago mm -hmm. because of their fire? Well, on June 7th of 1893, while the people in Chicago were checking out the bearded lady at the Chicago Fair, uh, Fargo had a terrible fire that destroyed 31 blocks of the downtown area. Oh my gosh. Um, another interesting thing about this area in the early days, it became the divorce capital of the Midwest because they had such lenient divorce laws. Hmm. They probably also had a bunch of women that didn't cook or clean house. Then once the 1900s rolled around, uh, the automobile was starting to come about, and Fargo became the headquarters for the Pence Automobile Company. Have you ever seen a Pence hmm. auto? Hmm. I never either. Did you look it up? No. Okay. Um, in 1957, they had an F5 tornado touchdown that destroyed a large part of the northern part of the town. Good grief. And for those of you that don't know what an F5 tornado is... They're the bad ones. Right. They're the big ones. You know when you flush the toilet and there's not a lot of toilet paper in there to mess stuff up? And you get that beautiful swirl that doesn't leave a chance for brown streaks on the side of the bowl? You're terrible. That's an F5 flush. So, uh, now all this this place, it gets so cold in the winter it could freeze the balls off a brass monkey. There are still almost 126,000 people that live here. Um, I imagine it kind of to be like Wyoming. Right. Where Flat. people, well, people move there in the summer thinking it's a beautiful place, and then the first winter hits, and they want to get out of there as quick as they can. Right. Uh, so the notable people from Fargo, uh, first and foremost, there's former, former Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. Oh, he's from Fargo? Well, he wasn't, I think he was originally from like Minnesota or something, but he played for North Dakota State University. I got you. Uh, Joe Burrow also has ties to Fargo. Roger Maris was raised in Fargo. You know who Roger Maris was, baseball player? Mm. Um, Bobby. I don't remember who Bobby was. Bobby Boucher. Um, unfortunately for the uh, squad, Ilhan Omar attended North Dakota, North Dakota State University. Um, and I didn't really recognize any of the other names. Gotcha. Um. And finally, the last place we move a bit east 
Uh, and we land in the great state of Minnesota. Minnesota. I think this is the only place in the song where it's a whole state, not just a place or a city. Hmm. Um, this is kind of like Chicago and a few other places on the list. You know, you could do a whole podcast because it covers so much area. But um, it's the 12th largest state. It's the 22nd as far as population goes. Hmm. Um, and it's, like I said, it's kind of like Fargo where it's nice in the summer, but the winters can be brutal. Colder than a witch's tit in a snowstorm. I can paint a picture with words, can't I? Oh, boy. Uh, there are around 5.75 million people here, which I believe that's less people than there is in all of L.A. County. Uh, you've probably heard it called the Land of 10,000 Lakes, and that's because there are over 14,000 bodies of water here that are over 10 acres. Wow. Which would mean, at a minimum, there would be around 140,000 acres of the state covered by water. Good grief. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, indigenous people have inhabited this area since the 11th century BC, um, and I'd like to thank them for taking care of it for us till we showed up. But when we got here, we moved out the Dakota Indians and we took the land. Uh, there were actually wars fought over this, uh, with the Indians didn't want to leave, and so well, no we kidding. took it forcefully. Of course we did. I kind of have mixed feelings about that. But we the, did it on all of them. Yeah, but it's like any war, I guess. I mean, you move into, if a country moves in to take over another country, you either got to accept them or fight them to the death. Right. Uh, one thing, though, that was pretty crappy of this whole deal was the governor at one time was giving $25 for the scalp of any Indians that they found left remaining there oh, after they told the, all the Indians they had to leave, which is kind of gross and disgusting. And it, back in those days, though, 25 bucks was a bunch of money. I know. Um... Originally, we didn't have the whole state. The area east of the Mississippi became part of the U.S. after the Revolutionary War. And then the land west of the Mississippi was acquired with the Louisiana Purchase. Uh, since its inception, the economy has been pretty diverse. Uh, like most everywhere, it started off with logging, farming, and the railroads. But now 33 of the U.S. publicly traded companies are headquartered here. Wow. So it's become kind of a center of finance and that right. type of thing. Uh, with industry comes people, and Minneapolis is the most populous city in the state. St. Paul and Minneapolis make up the Twin Cities, and they account for 55% of the state's population. Uh, the state's home to the Minnesota Vikings, which, eh, they're not too bad. They also have the Minnesota Twins and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then their NHL team is the Minnesota Wild. Hmm. Um... There's plenty of sports to watch in the state. Uh, if you're more of a do-it-yourself type of person, then you can go out and freeze your ass off on a frozen lake and do some ice fishing, which I think they actually put little huts out there on the ice and they can light it. They have a heater in them or something, which it probably just looks like a bunch of porta potties out there on the uh, on the nice. lake. Yeah. Uh, looking at famous people who have called Minnesota home, uh, obviously there's a ton of them. But uh, some of the more famous ones, I guess, uh, you got Prince, oh, wow. or the artist formerly known as Prince. Right. You got Jesse the Body Ventura, yeah. who I think was governor there one time. Uh, Bob Dylan, Winona Ryder. Hmm. Kirk Cousins probably oh, yeah. lived there at one time. Uh, as well as like Adrian Peterson, who was a running back for the Vikings at right. one time. A uh, lot of football players. Uh, one of my favorite actors is from here, who's Sean William Scott. Oh, gosh. He played Stifler in American Pie, and he was in Road Trip. Uh, Lonnie Anderson from WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. And Jessica Biel. And she played in some movies, too. Mm, leave it at that. I can't remember who she's married to. I saw it, but I don't remember. It's 
But anyhow, and then there was a lot more, but these were kind of more of the big name people. Right. And that pretty much covers the first four locations of the song that he talked about. Do you know what parts we'll talk about next week? No, I don't know the song that well. You got Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma. Oh. oh, Oklahoma, that's another state. Yeah. Tampa, Panama. Anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, somebody um, write in and see what you thought of uh, this format of how we're doing things, maybe. And also, um, do we need to go more in depth, which probably fat chance of getting that. Do we need to go less in depth and cover more places at once? Or do you like how it's going the way it is? What did you think? There you go. What did you think? Whatever you decide. Well, you were against it at the beginning, but did it... Um, I wasn't against it. I didn't know anything about it. It was a surprise this week, remember? Yeah, it was... My cousin that told me about it said that he felt like he was privy to national secrets. Yes. Kind of like Edward Snowden. Right? Yes. So... Um, As they were. What were? They were privileged to yeah. top security. Yeah. yeah, me and him talked about it. Once we sidelined because he actually messages me and tells me stuff that I should talk about. Well, that's nice. Good job. He was also the one that came up with the idea of doing the Seagal drug bust. Nice. But the drug bust that Grandpa did. Yeah. But if you don't, uh, if you're bored, you can go back and listen to that one. It was like episode number three or something. Nice. So, anyhow, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, if we don't hear anything, we'll probably just keep on continuing this way. But give us your thoughts and feedback. Uh, good way to give those thoughts and feedback is to go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. Um, somebody went on there, I think I talked about this, gave us a one-star rating, but then didn't leave a review as to why they gave a one-star rating. So that's kind of chicken shit. <laughs> wow. You're kind of bugged about that. So, um, other than that, that's pretty much all I had for this week. Hope you everybody gets a chance to go and enjoy the nice weather yep mother's day is sunday wish your mom a happy mother's day and if she's not around wish one of your favorite people in your life a happy mother's day or go out and find a gal and make her a mother so she can start getting happy mother's day gifts no um we may not be here next tuesday we may not be why it's election day oh yeah somebody that's part of this podcast is running for our uh, school board in our county. And um, as you can guess, it's probably not me <laughs> because I don't have as much cooth as some people. I'd probably tell them exactly how I feel. But uh, I don't know. if I don't know. We may yeah. be here. We may be here. Well, they, they did talk in one of those meetings about having like an election party or something oh, that night gosh. just to get together to oh, sit gosh. and um all crying our beers together. Right. Okay. So, well, anywho, the weather is nice. Get out and enjoy it. Remember your mom this Mother's Day or a mother. Um, help a single mom out maybe buy him dinner or some flowers or something. And gentlemen out there, um, just so you know that just because the weather is nice doesn't mean all projects have to be done by this weekend. Correct. They can last out all summer. Well. Don't need to be reminded of them every six months or something. We'll get them done. Well, <laughs> okay. <the> finger. <laughs> Everybody have a nice week. Um, do something nice for somebody. Be kind. Open a door. Smile. Nod. Something sweet. Right? Or if you don't like them, kick them in the shins. No. Okay. 
Okay, thank you very much. We will talk to you on the next one. Okay, bye.